Mm. Ah, from two different ends of the world, the pack cast comes to you not actually live. I was about to say live, but we're not. <laughs> live from not New York, but <laughs> live. also live from New York. Live from New York and from Germany. For the first time, we are doing a multi-continent pack cast. How's it feel to be a part of our first multi-pack, multi-pack, multi-continental uh, <laughs> pack cast, Cameron? Uh, that is a tongue twister, Logan. Uh, but I love it. Uh, it's great to finally be on you guys' show. Yeah. Uh, you guys were on ours for a hot sec. That's right. Um, Months ago. And it was great, and I loved it. Um, and I always watch you guys and love you guys, and uh, great that I could come out here and be part of this little series that you guys are doing. Yeah, um, Jeremy can't join you guys. Still sending our love to our fallen soldier. We love you, Jeremy. Out there in the woods. Uh, but you know um, what? We also love you, Cameron. Yeah, thank you thank for joining you. us as our guest host today. Love you guys as well. Always okay. great to talk with you guest host for this fabulous show. So without further ado, let's kick things off, get things started. Hello, everybody. My name is Logan Riley Bruner. I'm Jacob Wade. And I'm Cameron Spector. Woo! And welcome right. to the Pack Cast, the show where every week uh, the pack does a cast. Um, <laughs> with people that also aren't part of the pack. No, but, but you're- are very close friends with the pack. You're honorary pack. You're like, oh, right. you're you. like if two wolf packs were like running together, you'd be the second pack. The exactly. collaboration pack. <laughs> I love it. Before we get into housekeeping and black wolves and all of that, Cameron, would you tell the uh, the people at home, A, who you are, and then B, just what your connection with all of us is? Certainly. So hi, guys. I'm Cameron. I am a director and a writer and a producer. I have my own little production company called Capgun Productions that I've been running for a, a good amount of time. I got involved with Black Wolves or like with their like collaboration space when I met Logan a, a couple of years back, worked on a short together. And at one point he wanted to make a little bigger project and he said, I got to bring the other two boys in. So I said, cool, let me meet them. And I met them back in March when I was uh, out in the States. And uh, every one of them is amazing. And I love it. I love to be talking with you guys and be a part of, you know, a collaboration collective. And it's, it's really cool. So awesome. I'm glad to be here, of course. Yay. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what's going on in the Cap Gun realm right now? Jeez, couple of things. So we have two short films in post that we shot out in March. I'm actually planning a short with you guys to shoot out when I get back because I'm heading back to the States in August and September. I am still continuing to write Guardians, which is two episodes in and we're trying to get our funds to shoot the rest of the season. And then that's kind of it for right now. We're trying to do some housekeeping as far as the inner workings go and come out with new content, hopefully very soon. Oh, yeah. I definitely have a bunch of questions to ask you about Cap Gun and just like the process of filmmaking because, you know, it's that kind of podcast. Uh, but before we get into that, Mr. Wade, would you like to tell the people at home what we have been up to this week with a little bit of housekeeping? Sure. I'll take care of the housekeeping this week. We have laid down some tracks on some new acoustic covers coming for season two. Uh, we're trying to make production a little heavier this season than in the last round of acoustic covers. So far, it's sounding great, looking great, and I am super excited for the selection of songs that we have chosen. And it just feels much more organized, I think, this time around. I was kind of going by week uh, last year, seeing like what inspired me to play a song this week. And then I would kind of 
churn it out and post it. But um, we're putting a little more preparation into the next group of music videos and it's it's going really well so far yeah this season definitely feels whereas last season was like let's play the hits let's play the songs that we know that we can play really well and just churn out this season was like let's really curate what the year of 2020 has kind of felt like and how we really want to represent going back into the new world with 2021 and so I feel like song selection really reflected that in the terms of like we picked some really, we picked some kind of dark ones, but we also picked some like really excited, happy ones. I am learning how to do some cool things uh, for this particular season. So I'm very excited about that. I'm excited about the fact that we kind of get to expand a little bit more. Yeah. So aside from that, we are also, of course, doing this podcast weekly. It's not stopping. No. We have a reading later today of a couple episodes of a web series that Logan wrote. And uh, it- no, no, no. No, no, no. It's not a web series. You're right. It has, it has gotten much bigger. It has gotten much bigger. It was a web series. And then it was like, no, this can't be a web series. This is a full-fledged TV show. That's right. I stand corrected. This is a full-fledged TV show. And we are reading the first two episodes of it later today. If I might interject, that's a very Logan thing to do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go, this is a web series. No, never mind. It's It's definitely not a web series. And all of us go, Logan... It's a it short, it it's so a 40, much harder for everyone. 40 minute short film, max two hour feature. <laughs> but that's the best way to do it. You know, we, we got to think big. Think big. That's what we're doing. 100%. We're thinking, we're thinking big. And it, you know, it feels really good to be at this stage of the process. I'm really looking forward to getting feedback and seeing how the rest of the season plays out. I don't want to say too much because it's all nothing, up here. It's all, it's all up here. What else? We are in uh, pre-production for an actual web series. We've watched self-tapes this past week that have come in from collaborators, friends. I got to say, I'm really impressed by the talent in our pool. For sure. It's really exciting seeing the roles come to life. Logan, do you have anything to add? Not really. I mean, there's one or two more things that are kind of behind the scenes happening. There are things that we've had conversations about, but there's nothing like in production other than that we have uh, a project that i've been in talks with just like crew people for we'll get you some more info about that as it comes up we're hoping over the next couple weeks with some of the guest hosts for the podcast so we can bring some of the creators of these Mm. new projects on have them talk as much as they uh are comfortable at this stage of the process talking about their projects and their process that's right so we'll be doing that going forward and then just we're seeing where things shape up there's a really cool secret project that we almost accidentally leaked last week but i caught it in editing and so i'm very glad that we didn't leak it but there is something very exciting coming at the beginning of september there's actually a lot of really exciting stuff coming at the beginning of september it's looking like july and august are going to be our quiet summer we're going to keep doing the pack cast of course we'll probably bring you some behind the scenes but for the most part it looks like september is going to really be a big month for us so uh keep your eyes tuned in on our page and be excited for that we'll be making more announcements very very soon Woo. I'm excited. Yay. I think that wraps up uh, housekeeping. Yeah. So at least for this week, there wasn't a ton, at least that I saw. There were the daytime Emmys, which there's a little bit to talk about from there, but nothing really that like caught my eye too much. I mean, the biggest thing was Jeopardy and Alex Trebek getting honored for uh, the numerous seasons that they had. Alex Trebek did a legendary job. He's definitely going to be missed in the entertainment world um 
he was the voice of Jeopardy for years. He is Jeopardy. He is Jeopardy. Yeah. He is Jeopardy. What is Jeopardy without Alex Trebek? There are some people saying that Lamar Burton could take over, which I think could be a really interesting pick. I think it could be pretty cool. But yeah, that was really the one thing that caught my eye from the daytime Emmys in particular. Um, Because the daytime Emmys aren't really the thing that I keep my eye on. I watch the real Emmys. Uh, I watch the primetime Emmys. I watch (laughs) primetime. I'm totally kidding. If you want a daytime Emmy, like you are way cooler than I am. (laughs) But really with that being said, I was very excited that we got Cameron on the show because I feel like this week can be a little bit more uh, of a conversation about creation and just like being an artist, Uh, particularly because Cameron uh, is currently in the wunderbar uh, country of Germany working on films out there. So Cam, I would love to talk sure. to you a little bit about, especially with our conversations that we've had the past couple of weeks about Americans needing to get more used to subtitles, uh, about what it's been like starting to make dual language films, what it's been like making films in German and then projects in English. Uh, mm-hmm. What's kind of that process been like? How do you select that? Just kind of your process. So I, I've been a little bit of an, an odd space because I actually, uh, as you know, Logan, I wrote my first multi-language mm-hmm. like script. And what my big thing was, was to kind of bend language. Like the script really goes in between, like you're going in and out. Sure. Like one person speaking one, the next person speaking another, just to kind of mix it up, which has been an interesting process for me personally, because I've never done that before. I grew up bilingual, so I write in both languages but German has always been my less filmmaking language I've always done more in English just because I grew up in the industry out in the city in New York Uh, I'd written one short out uh, last year we shot it out last uh, August in German and so I kind of was at the point where I said okay let's do something else and so we had kind of mixed through that for me what's been very interesting is is that like everything is kind of different like you guys were talking about doing like self-tapes and all that stuff and we're, I'm going through that process right now with another project that I'm producing for uh, someone who was at the local uh, film university. It gets very interesting because I feel like sometimes people don't know here what they're talking, like what's 100% going on. Because I gave them a five-page script and I literally got an email back that was like 30 questions going from what does this line mean to I'm assuming that we're going to shoot different angles and what angles are we going to shoot at? Yeah, Jacob, I love your look of just like confusion mm. because that was mine. For a self-tape. Yeah, for self-tape, which they call e-casting, by the way, out here. I feel like New York has just adapted so quickly to self-tapes that like, mm-hmm. there were definitely like a group of people I knew, especially when COVID started, that like knew how to make good self-tapes. Self-tapes were kind of a thing before the pandemic happened. Right. So it's interesting yeah. to hear that like, especially in a place like Germany, around a film school like this idea of self-tapes being kind of a new more novel concept you got to remember that the three main hubs are all around five to six hours away from each other right by train two hours max by flight and so it's easy for you to get from one place to the other very cheaply i'm spending maybe 40 dollars to get to cologne and back which is maybe a five-hour train ride Right. So it's not that hard for people to come out and go to different cities and kind of get their stuff done out there, especially since the network is so much smaller. People know each other. And so therefore they might just crash at a friend's place. It's become a little bit different now. Things are a lot more virtual. Things are a lot more online. And for that reason, I think people aren't as used to it in a country that is very far behind, I would say. And as long as far as technology goes, things like credit cards are not as often used out here as you would expect. 
right? It's very, we're still like a very like paper money society. Yeah. It's not every day that I hear about a new like German technology innovation. Unless it's cars. Then, then you hear about cars. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's very interesting uh, how that kind of works. And so kind of going through that process after going through a self-tape process out in the States has been very fascinating. Like the, the culture I feel is sometimes different in that like it's either very, it's like very professional or it's a lot less professional. Sure. You don't have that like odd middle out here. A lot of things here are state funded and that's how you might get some of your money. But it's very odd in how I might talk about something and people might not always get it because it's just not, you know, as common out here. And so that adjustment is hard sometimes for me, especially since I'm not as well into the scene here and in Berlin as I am over in New York, right? I worked in New York a few times. And so I know kind of what the workflow is. And so that's kind of been an interesting process. Going back to the self-tape thing, because I know me and Jacob have had our own experiences with this. What has your feeling been um, in Germany and New York in general during this pandemic with uh, the, the differences between in-person and on tape? I know me and Jacob have had this conversation in the past, and it's definitely something that I have my opinions on, but I would love to hear yours. So as a director, I, I do enjoy, I do like self-tapes. I do. Like, that's the thing for me. It's like, I know for actors are harder to deal with, but especially for me to go through a preliminary round of castings, first of all, to not have to 100% waste my time. Like this person can't act, so why am I even bothering having them come in? Like that kind of stuff is very important. When we did uh, House Sitters and Logan was still waiting back to hear about if he was going to be able to shoot or not, the other producers and I kind of put ourselves together and we had put out a casting call like backstage, I think, just to have someone in case, right? Which I didn't want to use just because I had Logan and we had worked with him and, and Aaron so much through that yeah. process of going through the script. So I wanted to work with those two, but there was always a possibility. So we wanted to go back on it. And so luckily everything worked out to the point where we didn't have to do an in-person casting at that point, because by the time we were about to do it, you had given your okay. And so we were all Good great to, to go. Yeah. Right. But it was great for us to be able to narrow down people to see how people were acting, to see what people were doing so that it wasn't a, oh, why is this person here? This person can't act. Or from my side, this person isn't acting the way I need him to. This person isn't understanding the character. And it's going to take me too much time on set to, under to explain it, right? When in-person in -person casting comes in, it's either for me, A, to go between the last like couple of people to where I know, okay, these people are good, but how do they react to me and how what I'm doing? Or between a scene part chemistry tests right and so especially with this short that i'm doing out here we have a little bit of budget and so we're waiting for these self tapes to come in and then we're going to do we're going to do these tests between you know the two leads we have a cut like two or three from one from the male lead and two or three from the female lead and so we're going to go in and spend a day and just kind of bash them together and mix them up nice and that i think is very important in person for sure Chemistry is really important in person. I feel like as an actor, I'd always prefer to submit a self-tape first rather than going straight in. First of all, you get more time, not more time. Let's say you get more chances to put your best foot forward. Right. And you get to choose which foot is your best foot. I also get the privilege of recording with a coach, which is always extremely helpful. Um, and I remember going into auditions and feeling those nerves of like not knowing who I'm going to be reading with or the um, intimidation of 
a person on the other side with their sole purpose of judging me. On the other side, self-tapes are great when you're on the other side of the table viewing self-tapes that have been submitted for you to, to pick from. It's great because you can tell sometimes right away if someone is right or mm. wrong for a part. If they're wrong, you don't have to waste your time and sit through the rest of the reading knowing that they're not right and humoring them and putting on a face and being like, thank you and waiting until they close the door for you to be like, who, not them. When it's a video, you know, you can pause and put it down and go to the next one. It saves a bunch of time, I feel. Yeah. That's my experience. This is great with distances. So the director that I'm working with, he's currently visiting his family in Armenia. And so he can't be here because he won't be back to the end of the month. So now we're able to come in and I'm able to send him things and for him to go, okay, yeah, this is good. This is good. And he doesn't have to be here. He doesn't need to be here in person to see it. I can just tell him, hey, this is it. This is who we got. And then we go from there. Right. Right. I think I have, I have a couple thoughts on self-tapes. A long time ago when we were doing casting for another project, uh, I put together a series of videos on my own personal YouTube channel that were just like, here are my thoughts on like what we're experiencing right now. And like, it was my first time really like prepping to direct something important, something that really mattered a lot to me that I was going to do like multiple rounds of auditions for. And so like, I got to have conversations about just like, what's the process of watching self-tapes like and what's the process of in-person auditions. I've discovered with self-tapes that it is good and bad for the same reasons. Every reason you can give me or that Jacob gave or that you gave Cam for why a self-tape is good can immediately be turned around for why it's bad, which is like, yeah, I can put my best foot forward. But as a casting director, that means when I'm watching your tape, I'm going, which take was this? Take one or take 70? Did it take you five hours to get there or were you able to do it right off jump? the idea of like, I can tape with a coach. Again, as a casting director, I'm sitting there going, okay, well, is this their acting or is this the acting of a coach? I've worked with actors in the past who I've loved their work in the audition. And I've loved their work in the callback and then they've gotten to set or they've gotten to stage or wherever we're doing the project. And I've been like, where was everything that happened in the audition? And they've revealed like, oh, I coached for the audition. And I was like, oh, so I wasn't seeing your acting. I was seeing your coach's acting and your coach's choices that are now not going to reflect in the person that I hired because you're not the same actor. I think it widens the net. Absolutely. We've been able to see a lot more people than we would have in person for our last project and for this one that we're doing right now. The problem is with more accessibility means the same thing that you said before, Cameron. It means more people who can't do it yet and more people who think they can do it and would really like to do it and who I would encourage to continue trying to do it, but just aren't at the level to get cast yet, which like Jacob, you said, it helps to be able to just be like, this person's not it next. This person's not it next. My biggest thing that I like about in person that I feel like I miss in self tapes is that there's an actor that I know is really, really good and really, really talented that just got the scene wrong. That it's just like, that wasn't the right choice. And I know if we were in the room together, I could look at you and just be like, can you try it one more time, but like this? Or like, can you add this one adjustment? I just want to see what it does. And I might find that like, oh, this person's actually perfect for the part. They just didn't get the part when they first got it. It took them a minute to understand it. Totally. And so being able to have those moments is really nice, which is why I like in-person callbacks. Because if I have an audition and I see that someone's really talented, but maybe not right for a part, I can bring them back for a callback and say like, hey, for your callback, can you come back in with these notes, with these thoughts 
Um, and if they're still not doing it when they come in the room, I can make in-person adjustments and see how people respond to my directing. I think that self-tapes are super useful. They've definitely made accessibility a lot easier. They've made seeing more people a lot easier. But when you widen the net, you catch a lot more. And for every like million dollar fish that you get, you're going to catch a lot of krill. It happens. And there's a lot of people that want to be actors. There's a lot of people that want to get into this industry, whether that's because they love acting, whether it's because they love movies, they love fame, they love fortune, they love whatever it is that want, that gets people into this industry. It is a very popular industry. And so now that we have open calls and like, oh, just send in a tape and watch it. I remember casting directors doing challenges over the pandemic that were like, send me a tape. I'll watch your minute long tape. And then making videos a week later being like, I have 10,000 tapes to watch. Just know it's going to take me a month to get through all of these tapes because I have 10,000 to watch. Yeah, and submissions so are closed now. That's, yeah, uh, that's, that's eight hours of sitting and just like next, next, next. Yeah next and you'll find maybe five or ten that are like i'm so glad i had this open call because i never would have seen this person from oklahoma who is an incredible actor but just wasn't on my radar you'll have to watch 500 tapes from people much like when we used to watch american idol whose parents told them you're so great and they believed it that's the one thing about self-tapes that is a drawback for me is the idea of like so much more accessibility means it's so much easier to get things that you don't want versus seeing a lot of things that you do. I'm hopeful that we'll move more toward like, oh, I know these actors, I'm going to bring them straight to callback. And then I'll do an open round for as many people as I can see for self-tapes and try yeah. and bring in like a couple more people for callbacks. But these are the people I know are going to deliver. So I'm just going to rush them straight through. I'll see them in callbacks and then we'll just go from there. Well, th this industry, as much as everyone wants to be in it, it's a very small industry. I feel. You get to know people and who's going to be where. Right. And the same like 30 people will start popping up and you'll you'll know every single time. Nah, nah, yes, no, nah, maybe, yes. Like you'll know, right? You'll see the name, you see the face and you'll immediately know what's going on. The other thing is also, you know, as much as it's like, yeah, it's going to take time for you to watch them. Personally, I think it's going to be worth it, worth it because if you find that gold, then you've struck that gold. And, and from a money perspective, right. And from, from a money perspective, you know, if you find someone that, you know, isn't famous, but he's talented, it's going to be cheaper on your budget. Yeah. Like, let's be real, right? It's all about money. But if it's a talented actor, it's going to do really well anyways, and you'll get a higher profit out of it. Oh, absolutely. I'd always rather have three actors that I'm like, I don't know which one to pick because they're all so good versus like not having anybody because I've seen everybody and I get to the end and go, uh, Jacob, um, you have anyone else? Anybody? Do you have any thoughts? Any other people we can call in maybe? I definitely agree with you on that. I also remember back when I was in high school, I would see the same five, six actors at every audition and you started to get to know each other because you were the people that got brought in for those roles. And so the expansion of the industry is definitely important to getting kind of away from that and into giving more and more people opportunities. I do think, especially as we open back up, that that is going to still continue to happen. There's still going to be the people that work in the industry and that the industry knows that are going to get hired for jobs. Um, but I do think self-tapes have definitely opened the door for more opportunities for people to uh, show their stuff. I don't know how it works out there, but I think acting teachers out here need to teach actors how to make self-tapes. Oh yeah. Auditioning and acting are two different skills. And it's not only because, you know, those are two different skills, but also because sometimes people just, I had, I had a self-tape once 
where the guy just shot himself twice to do the scene between himself. Yeah. Oh. And I went, this, this isn't helpful to me. Like, I get what you're doing. And, but I was like, this isn't helpful to me. Yeah, we've it seen just... tapes on location. We've seen tapes off laptops. We've seen tapes with people reading with themselves. We've seen pe- tapes. It's just like, there's, there's things that you would like. There's things that I've talked about uh, that right. for people to kind of have the knowledge of. I, I, this is something me and you have talked about, Jacob. I think more BA, BFA college programs need to start teaching people the business of the business of yes. like, what is a good headshot? What is your resume supposed to look like? How do you make a self tape? How 100%. do you edit together your reel? How do you get footage? How do you talk yes. to producers? Like there's yeah. so many things that I got out of school and people I know got out of school and just like did not know how to do. I've had multiple conversations with friends of mine that are like, what? I have the degree. Where do I go? Like, yeah. who do I meet next? There is no path line. Yeah. A lot of people don't really learn the business of acting until they've been scouted. Yeah. And they're just guessing. It's like a guessing game until they have that person to hold their hand and be like, okay, let's do this together. And I'll say this till the day I die, but thank the Lord for Arian Moyad from Waterwell teaching our artist as citizen class yep. in high school. It changed my life. It changed my perspective of the business of acting. And it's because I had been thinking of acting as purely performance up until that point and it goes so much further than that it's not just your performance it's who you are how you conduct yourself and what you're doing for yourself to succeed yeah the acting is the like icing on top of a very very tall cake that like there's 20 layers underneath the actual acting that you get to do that is the job exactly before before that class, I felt like acting was taking a bite of the cake and being like, mm. but now I've got the recipe and I, I know how to make the cake. This is a business. It's all about business. Like that's the, the sad part about it. And I, I know that all of us have been at that point where we were very idealistic about it. At least I was. But it's, it's all a business thing. Personally, though, I think the, the learning that it was a business made me almost feel better about it. Because like when I originally was like, oh, it's just about it's about performance and giving the best performance. It was like, A, how do you quantify that? And B, how do you do that? But then starting to learn like, oh, no, it's about kindness. It's about respect. It's about how you carry yourself and how you talk to people and how you treat other people and like who you know. And sure, there's the negatives of nepotism and like, oh, this person only got hired because they know so-and-so. And that happens in every industry. Yes. Talent is very common. Talent is very easy to find if you know how to look. You got to work. Yeah. The work is what matters. Talent will open the door a crack. Yeah. The work is what opens the door. And we're not just talking professional work as in being hired. We're talking like you put in work for yourself to work on your career in whatever, you know, section of it that you're in. Yeah. Yeah. I had this conversation with my DP from Guardians right after we shot it because we were talking and we'd come out, I'd come over to his place and we were talking about, you know, it's about me on set and how I could have, you know, been better because we can always improve ourselves is my own, my opinion. And I always try to. Yeah. So he was like, I see your potential. I know what you're doing, but I think the most important thing that I saw is that you're going to work your, your butt off. 
and that's the way you're going to get into this industry. And, you know, that's, that's what it is. It's that grind. It's that hard work and it ain't always easy. Yeah. It's sometimes I'm sometimes throwing my head against the wall screaming because I'm like, I don't know why things aren't always working out the way I wanted to, but that's the way life is. But that's that yeah. perseverance. And going kind of off of that, if the circumstances aren't exactly aligned and perfect for you, you can still make it work to your advantage. Yeah. For example, we last week viewed a self tape where uh, the actor didn't have a reader reading with them and, you know, wasn't particularly set up with a camera at eye level or a blank background, you know, format wise how you would like to see self-tapes, but this actor got such a great sense of the character and clearly showcased that they understood the assignment. It was gold. It was, you know, it, it wasn't the, like, the perfect thing and they, they weren't worrying about being perfect. It was about showcasing the work that they had done and their passion for the project. Yeah. I'm going to say one thing about that, and that is especially from my end, I will, I, I, I hope I can, but I try to see through all the BS. hundred percent. I really do. Like if you're an actor and you need to compensate for your acting or your auditioning skills with cool cuts or a cool camera angle or something specific, then I know that you're, you know, you're not going to be good. It's cheating. Yeah. It's cheating. And even, and I might still see that you're good. And then I might, pick you but then I might not because I think that you're trying to hide something even if you don't have a blank background I just want to see your performance I don't care about everything else around it you can be in a poorly lit room but I just need to be able to see you good enough for me to be able to judge you and that's all it is going off that the less distractions you have the better like sure really great talent like Jacob was saying it can cover up a lot it can make me see past the no backdrop and no reader and all of that I can see past it if you're really talented but the less that I have to see past, the easier it is for me to be like this person. Like if I get a tape and someone's yeah. really good and they have the backdrop and the lighting and the sound and everything is great, I can just sit there and be like, oh, wow, this is what I'm going to see when I put them on camera. Amazing. Yeah. Like Versus like, what does their the shirt say? Oh, wait, I'm supposed to be focusing on his acting. Is his hair weird? I'm. What is he saying? What's up with his backdrop? Like, I never want my eyes to go anywhere other than an actor. So if there's anything remotely distracting, I'm always like, why are you shooting yourself in the foot? You have the space. Take the time before the audition to select what the self-tape space is. Like, mm -hmm. when I get a self-tape, this is what my setup is. This is what it's going to look like. This is how I make sure that I control the variables. Versus like, I have a self-tape. How do I set it up now? I've been in the situation where um like i had to put together a self-tape like overnight turnaround basically i didn't have my usual setup i didn't have my usual reader i didn't have my my usual background or my coach i just had to get this done and submit it and i felt so anxious because i knew that those elements that i was used to they weren't there but then i talked to my sister and she talked me out of it and she really made me feel better about myself and my talents and how my submission was going to come across. Also had to talk with my manager about this and at the end of the day, put together a pretty good tape. That, yeah. was, that was just me having fun with my sister in her room basically. 
something to take away from that is that, yeah, you should be focusing on the goods, which is like the character, yeah. the, the story. It's not, it's not all about the perfect everything else and try not to stress yourself out about it if you're an actor. The less you have to stress about the better. So like, I think putting both of our points together, Jacob, that idea of like, you didn't have your normal setup it would have been less anxiety inducing had before this audition even coming come in, you've been like, okay, if I don't have my normal setup, how do I set this up to make sure that this is optimal? Yeah. And that's something you now know for the future, but the important part, like your sister and like your manager ended up saying, it's about the work. And at the end of the day, you did the work and that's what matters. And that's what you were able to set it, send in. Exactly. Speaking of the work, we have talked a lot about the process of filmmaking, um, but the process of filmmaking leads to one thing and one thing only, and that is a finished film. There are quite a few of them that have come out this week. Some of them look really good, some that I want to highlight. So I'm going to go through those right now in our little movies that came out this week segment. Awesome. Should have someone make graphics. Yeah, right? That'd be super useful. Just like make like especially for for some of these recurring segments just like do it because it'd be so great yeah i wish that we had so many more collaborators than we do we already have a great collective i'm not putting down anything that we have because i'm so grateful for everything that we have but it would be so helpful if we had like a graphic designer working with us or a social media intern or a account yes. manager something that would be so helpful. If we had editors, if we had people who specialized in this or that, if this sounds like you, please hit us up <laughs> because we need all the help we can get. With that plug by Jacob, a <laughs> couple good movies that came out this week, or not good, but interesting. Couple movies that look really interesting. Couple movies that I want to point a spotlight on. Uh, Cameron, I know you checked out some of the trailers for these, and Jacob, I yes. know you were you were talking about one of them. But there's just a couple that I want to go through, starting with the one that we were talking about, Jacob. Good on Paper, which is Eliza Schleisinger. Elijah Schleisinger. Wow. Eliza Schleisinger. There we go. I'm not sure if it's her debut as a writer for a film. She's been a comedian for quite a few years. She's very, very funny. She wrote this comedy for Netflix called Good on Paper. It is uh, directed by Kimmy Gatwood, who is, uh, of course, a female director. Female director, female writer, something that I really like to promote uh, here because uh, we, we, both Cameron and I, are white male directors. So I like to promote uh, everything other than that because mm. there's a lot of white male directors in the industry. I'd like to see more of them. Uh, more of more of not that is what I mean. Yes. <laughs> I love Thank I you. love how you just Thank you, Cameron. <laughs> took your point and went. There are too many white director white male directors. Let's have more of them. More. Um, yeah. <laughs> Good on paper looks super funny. Uh, along it's, with that, uh, yeah, I love it. I why well, the trailer looked amazing. Yes, uh, I can't wait. It looks like the the guy who's too good to be true and what what fallout from the comedy of that uh, happens. Um, along with that, we have uh, F9, also known as the ninth movie in the Fast and Furious series. You already know what the movie is going to be like. You are, if you've seen the trailer, you know what happens through the entire movie. It's going to be fun, um, but it is being directed by Justin Lin, who is an Asian director. Check out that movie if you like the Fast and Furious series. You already know what it's going to be like. The film I Carry You With Me, which is a, a Spanish language drama, which looks just incredible. Me and my mom watched the trailer for it this morning and like cried. 
It is written and directed by Heidi Ewing, uh, who is a female director. It looks like a Mexican young man who is gay, uh, who falls in love with someone in his town, but then decides in order to give his family a better life to pursue the American dream. It feels very like half Mexican, half New York story. Um, and so I'm very interested in how that turns out. It looks like there's a lot about like being a chef and like coming to the city and pursuing your dreams. Cool. Um, so I think that looks super cool. And then finally, there's three documentaries coming out this week. All three of them seem interesting and they're all unique for their own reasons. Fathom is a documentary about two doctors attempting to communicate with humpback whales and just like what the process of like over the last 50 years, humans attempting to communicate with them has been like. Uh, the second is called Against the Current which is about uh, transgender athlete Vega Gret Asdotir. Uh, she's Icelandic. She is attempting to do the entire, to kayak uh, the entire circumference of Iceland counterclockwise. Uh, so against the current. Um, and her, her statement about this mission is she's been swimming against the current for her entire life. So this is her opportunity to do that again. Uh, so I think that looks just absolutely mind-blowing, absolutely incredible. Uh, and the final is Mary J. Blige's My Life, which is based on her darkest album uh, from 1994. Uh, it's directed by Vanessa Roth, um, so female director of a documentary. Yay! Mary J. Blige as just a documentary subject is incredible, uh, an amazing story in just her life and her career. So I recommend checking out all three of those documentaries. And then in terms of movies uh, that I am interested in, we have... Langsky, Langsky, uh, which is about a mobster gangster uh, based on a true story about American crime. Uh, and then The Evil Next Door, which is a, I believe, Icelandic horror film. I love a good family moves into a house and finds out that it's haunted by a demon child. Uh, so that is definitely a movie that I am going to check out. I have always discovered that I am the person that the moment that my kid was like, I met the kid from next door. There's no kid next door. We're moving. That's me. I am not the white person that's like, nah, this place is probably fine. Um, so I'm going to be screaming at my television for the entirety of that movie. Uh, but those are some of the movies coming out. If you want any more info on them, uh, they're all below. But Jacob and Cameron, I'd love to hear what you guys think of the stuff coming out this week. If there's anything that caught your eye. I will just say that uh, good on paper. I was just recommended by my hairdresser and she said that it was hilarious. So I will check that out maybe tonight. Who knows? Nice. Um, yeah. And that Icelandic documentary sounds cool crazy yeah and this is like she, is she swimming or is she in a boat she's in a kayak in a kayak she's kayaking against the current around the circumference of iceland mm -hmm. okay let's see how that turns out <laughs> that sounds painful yes <laughs> good on paper first of all looks really funny mm -hmm. i can't wait to watch it mostly not tonight because my six hours difference will will let me out very late. So I'm going to go to bed. Uh, but mostly tomorrow, I'll take a gander at it. Then False Positive looked really good. It's an A24 film, which I always love A24. They always do some good stuff. I'm really excited for The Green Knight that's coming out later this year. Oh, yeah, that looks so good. Especially because in high school, we did Sir Gowan and The Green Knight, and I was The Green Knight. So very close connections to that. That's um, fantastic. The Werewol uh, yeah, Werewolves Within looked like a a dark comedy like horror comedy game? which 
I love I love stuff that's scary but also funny. Yeah. If you add a little bit of humor, it makes it both more terrifying and just better to watch. Lansky as well. And then yeah, the evil next door. Always love a foreign film that's do it that does well. Yeah. Um, and Iceland doesn't really come up that much on my radar. So no. uh, excited about it. I also have to check out False Positive. I'm a big fan of Alana Glazer and Oh yeah. I, yeah, she's hilarious. So I, I am looking forward to seeing that movie. Moving from movies that we've seen to that we're looking forward to seeing to movies that we have seen. Jacob Wade, would you like to begin us with the content you are consuming this week? Sure. I would love to kick us off, but I'm not going to be talking about any movies this week. I will be talking about music. Nice. First of all, I'm shouting out Zab, Gabby Z, who we went to college with. Amazing. Uh, her new it. single, Exotic, with three X's, just dropped, and it is fantastic. I am digging the production on that. Our old high school and middle school pal, Choppy Chan, dropped his new album, Hip Hop and Rap. It's called The Hollywood Love Story. I particularly like track six, Iced Out. It's a banger. Another college friend, Greg Lacan, dropped his uh, album, Good Company, under his name, Sir Gregolis. I'm a big fan of Pillow and uh, chopped cheese off of that. Very New York, and I, I love it so much. So those are people who I know. Other than that though, Tyler the Creator dropped his album and that's fire. Kyle the Rapper went independent and dropped a new single called Love Me Like You Say You Love Me, which Ooh. vibes. I am definitely digging that. And last but certainly not least, I'm going to shout out Jaden's new single, Bye, which has the same kind of vibe as his 2020 album, uh, CTV3. And so, yeah, if you're looking for more trippy summer music, check out Bye. Nice. That's what I've been consuming lately, and it has been music to my ear holes. Cameron, have any content that you've been consuming? Yeah, so of course, In the Heights just came out in the United States. And as a big musical theater nerd, I've been listening to music. It doesn't come out to theaters until the end of next month because movie theaters aren't opening up for another few days. So I'm going to be going to the movie theater every single week when it starts coming out because I have really personally missed it. Uh, and the last movie that I saw was The Lighthouse. So it's been a wow. long time. Wow. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because then I came back right before and then pandemic hit. So it was just a... You know, anyway, yeah. uh, movies, as far as movies, Netflix out here has been weird and been breeding, putting good movies that aren't from Netflix onto their platform. So uh, I just re recently watched Isle of Dogs again, which I love Wes Anderson. He's one of my favorite directors. And oh, that yeah. was a really great movie. Jaws and Jurassic Park are both on there as well. So I can't wait to rewatch those. And then another old classic, which I hadn't seen before, Schindler's List, which I'm surprised it took me this long. Yeah. But I had a project on it. And um, I finally got to watch it and it was great. Wow. Um, but yeah, that's been on my list. An interesting you? film to watch in Germany. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a class called uh, Soundtrack of Remembrance. Oh, so it's wow. A, it's, a, it's all about film, Holocaust films and their soundtracks. So we watched The Pianist wow. and then Schindler's List and a couple others. What so, a great class. That sounds incredible. What a great class to have at Monday, 8 a.m. Oh yeah. Oh. Woo! It's great. I Finish love your it. weekend and just let's get depressing. <laughs> but yeah. 
So what about you, Logan? Well, before I get into the content I'm consuming, I wanted to shout this out just because you brought it up. Cameron, I don't know if you know this, but there's an episode of Tucci and Jones that was actually inspired by Wes Anderson. Uh, Episode seven, which is the appearance of Jacob's character, Pierre, uh, is shot with the inspiration of Wes Anderson because we loved his style. And we were just like, let's find a way to do something like this because we think it's so cool. And the character just fit really well. So I, I thought that was an interesting little tidbit to bring up because we've never talked about Wes Anderson on the podcast. Jacob, I loved your character on that show. It was really funny. Oh, Jacob was so school. good on that. Thank um, you. Tucci and Jones, available on YouTube on Black Holes Productions' YouTube channel. Check it out. Content I have consumed, however. Uh, me and my mom began the Apple TV series Ted Lasso, which is phenomenal. It's one of my favorite comedies I've seen in a long, long time. Jason Sudeikis carries that show like, truly no one that I have seen in a while. Bravo to that show. It's so, so funny. In addition to that, I've been watching more Lupin with uh, Jacob. Finished Mindhunter season two with my mom. Watching a little bit more Criminal Minds. Uh, And I also want to shout out something that Jacob shouted out last week, keeping it within the family. Uh, Samia released uh, the first single off her Scout EP. Uh, It's called Show Up. Uh, Show In Up. Sorry, not Show Up. Showing Up. Um, And it is just amazing the production the vocals the lyrics all of it it's actually called show up i had it right the first time um yeah vocals production all of it fabulous uh the music video is beautiful definitely almost cried the first time i heard that song um so so proud of her samia has been a friend since high school and so like to be able to watch her succeed in so many ways it's just been an absolute dream come true she sold out Bowery. Sold out Bowery in New York City. So sad that I don't get to see that show, but so excited that she sold out the Bowery. Like, that's insane. So, so proud. And then consuming auditions. Just like last week, doing it again this week. Um, not Love really it. watching anything else. I'm keeping everything kind of consistent. Uh, so hopefully I'll get to watch some of these movies this week and then report back on I don't that. know how it is with you guys, but I'm either in a I'm making stuff mode or I'm watching stuff. Like yeah my my making like i'm in the middle of a bunch of like producing gigs so like for me it's like i'm working on that and i might put on like a sitcom like modern family or something like in the background like i did uh, iCarly this week because it was just showed up and i saw it like somehow because they're coming out with the new show on paramount plus it just oh, in my they head. have already come out with it sir and it's apparently hysterical i think it's oh. coming out it's still coming out like week weekly week by episodes. week yeah, yeah. yeah. right um, so I don't know. That was on my recommended list for Netflix for some reason. Nice. And so I watched it. Um, Still holds I'm up. Watching it. I'm watching the original series. You know, just I don't know. It's 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 nice in the background to have something while writing when it's not just music. So, yeah. But that's that's why I'm either like watching like five movies a week or I'm doing nothing. Yeah, I feel like, especially when we're working on things, like there are so many things that I want to watch are things that I need to watch and not things that I can just like turn on in the background. Especially now that me and Jacob are watching Lupin, like I can't work on a script while I watch Lupin because I won't understand it because there is no chance that I'm watching that show in English. (laughs) You watch the show in the language it was originally written. Thank you. I had an argument with someone about this yesterday. They watched Dirty Dancing in German and it made me cringe. Like- there's one thing for anime because I feel like there's become a culture around dubbing and like there's kind of that like world in terms of that particular genre but I feel like with live action just like you it's so much harder to match lips 
of real people to lips of like drawings that it's just, it's not the same. It doesn't work. So yeah. that's my two cents on that. But yeah, uh, it's become a lot harder to watch more and more because I'm so busy working right now. Uh, but hopefully soon, hopefully this week I'll be able to watch more movies. That's the goal. That is at least a good problem to have. Isn't it? Yes, very, very true. I think that that's it for this week, guys. Yeah. We have a reading in an hour. We got to get ready. Oh, true geez. that. True that. It's going to uh, be a long night. Yes, it is. Uh, and uh, we hope that you guys don't have a long night. We hope that you've enjoyed listening into our little Tuesday podcast. Uh, and we cannot wait to bring you more. More coming next week, more coming every week. Keep an eye on the Black Wolves Instagram and YouTube for updates and all of that. Also the Black Wolves Facebook, Black Wolves website. We've got tons of ways that you can keep in touch with us and uh, keep up to date with what we're doing. Uh, until we see you again, my name is Logan Riley Bruner. My name is Jacob Wade. And I'm Cameron Spector. Thank you so, so much for coming. Have a great time. Good night. Bye.